Hello and welcome to the Voice for Voice podcast recorded exclusively for your ears in Brixton, London. This is Series 2, Episode 4. Welcome to the show. So hello, Will. Hello. How are you? I'm good, as ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's the start of February. It's the second month of the year. How are you feeling about 2019 so far? It's been quite cold, a yeah. bit wet, a bit dark. But isn't it always like that in the winter? It is, yeah. It'd be nice, I think, in February just to go somewhere for the month, I think. Just go somewhere really hot. That's what, like, you know, rich mm. people do, isn't it? They just they just go to Take Barbados. Take off for the month. Columbia. I know. Well, I wouldn't mind going to, yeah, Columbia, that'd be nice. But anyway, Brixton is the second best thing to Columbia. We're here. We're going to be talking about all things voice. The voice industry is taking the world by storm. This year, this time this year is much more exciting than this time last year. And we've had quite a busy week. We went to the dev meetup in Amazon on, when was it? On Tuesday. And it was a full, full, full affair, full of Devs. What's the collective word for devs? Devs. Yeah. Okay, fine. So there was loads of devs. So what are we going to be chatting about today then, Will? We are going to be talking a bit about the dev meetup. So fantastic talks from the Eurostar Amazing. innovation team and what three words founder. Really, really impressive. Yeah. Are the Eurostar team the nicest innovation team in the in the world, possibly? Well, I think we've only met one other innovation team, yeah, the British Heart Foundation. Yeah, and they were nice as well. So innovation teams are the nice, officially the nicest areas within big organizations. Our skill of the week is from a collaboration between Audible and the publisher Chaseco. Yeah, this is awesome. This is really cool. It's an interactive storytelling skill called Choose Your Own Adventure, which is based off the uh, very popular book series from the 1970s where you could choose which path you're going down. <laughs> Where this is different from other interactive stories is that instead of Alexa's voice, you have actor actors reading it out. So it sounds fantastic. And I think the potential around this format is huge. Yeah, it's like the Netflix for voice devices, definitely. What else? A really interesting article in The Guardian published earlier this week, which you shared on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was to do with... It was a, basically a case study of someone who uses uh, voiced his, you know, to to make his life a lot easier. But we'll we'll go into more detail. Yeah, and the uh, the potential of voice in government in general too. I think so. There's a huge opportunity to roll out voice for good to help people. You know, I think that and it, and it makes sense, doesn't it? Really, because it's a way of, you know, it. It cuts back on the need, the necessity of a person having to go to help someone. Actually, voice can provide that, you know, that 24-7, can't it, you know, that yeah. kind of support. Cool. And then we're going to do a head-to-head, and we're going to, we're going to a bit more of a faster-paced head-to-head this week. We're going to be testing Google Home 
and the one that starts with A, but a bit faster pace. So mm. come on, much faster. And we're also going to be looking at flash briefings and their potential to take over the morning radio market, which is absolutely massive. Yeah, definitely. There's a Huffington Post one, which is pretty cool. All right, should we get on with this then? Yeah. So what's so, our skill of the week then, Will? It is Choose Your Own Adventure by Audible and Chaseco. So if you were to go on an adventure, where would you go? The Antarctic. Funny, my wife, that's what she, she's, well, I can't imagine anything worse. I wouldn't do it a proper adventure though. I'd I'd get like a two-week cruise. Yeah, I just can't, because it, wouldn't it be boat. really cold? Yeah, but you, you've got your coat and scarf. I'd quite fancy doing some sort of mad like exercise adventure like running through the jungle or run across like america yeah well, let's be quite canoe down the amazon yeah canoe down the amazon that would be good probably die though would i yeah why don't have survival instincts oh i think that i think <laughs> don't you'll know how find... to handle yourself I in think, the world well, i think uh, you'll find that i uh, i do uh, that was 10 you years ago your pampered life in dulwich <laughs> <laughs> if that was 10 years ago that your button pushing there would have really provoked a reaction but the desensitized geraint doesn't right. care so you can just say whatever you want that's good you've been broken by uh, <laughs> society years yeah. of abuse yeah exactly hang Winding on a minute up. it's supposed to be me taking the piss out of you yeah <laughs> Anyway, anyway, really cool skill. Should we give it a go? Yeah, cool. So, Alexa, open Choose Your Own Adventure. Welcome back to the Abominable Snowman. You've explored 4% of the story so far. Picking up where you last left off. Or you can tell me to start over or to change stories. Start over. Alexa, Alexa presents. Start over. That's the thing you did that. It started it over uh, and you stopped. Right. It. Welcome back to the abominable <laughs> snowman. You've explored four percent of the story and discovered zero of twenty-eight possible we'll endings. Audible Studios presents the abominable snowman. This is awesome. Mm. Written by R. A. Montgomery and performed. By Josh Hurley. Guy he would never have imagined when he Josh wrote Josh Hurley. Will, Will Bradley. This story is different from other stories. You and you alone are in charge of what actually happens. There are dangers, adventures, and consequences. All depending consequences. on the you make. And the wrong choice. Sounds really good, doesn't it? Sounds really good. Finally. Ah, oh, finally. Good luck. High production value. Yeah, high production. Sounds like a voice for voice podcast. Would you like to continue? Yes. You are a mountain climber. Hmm. Three years ago, you spent the summer at a climbing school in the mountains of Colorado. Your instructor said that you had natural skills as a climber. You made rapid progress. I well, actually do and a bit of climbing. By the end so of the summer, you were you? leading difficult rock and ice climbs. That summer, you became close friends with a boy named Carlos. The two of you made a good climbing team. Last year, you and he were chosen to join an international team. The expedition made it to the top of two unclimbed peaks in South America. Mm. One night on that expedition, the group was seated around the cook tent at the base camp. The expedition leader, Franz, told stories of climbing in the Himalayas, the highest mountains in the world. 
The Himalayas form a great natural wall between India He's and got a good, a good reading voice, With this Nepal Josh Hurley character. Everest, K2, like and Annapurna oh. are the best known mountains in the Himalayas. These and many other peaks have been climbed. Still, others lie in remote areas where few humans have gone. Mm. Mm. There, said Franz, in the high valleys beneath the snowfields. Does he just read it out? We're going to get a decision Sometimes at some point to make. The abominable snowman. The Yeti is said to be a huge beast. I wonder how Franz long. Tells you. Yeah, hopefully soon. Perhaps a cross <laughs> between a gorilla and a human. People cannot agree what it is. Is the Yeti dangerous? Carlos asked. Franz shrugged. Some say it is. Other people say the Yeti is very gentle. Have you ever seen one? You inquire. No. No. Almost no one has. Right, the best okay. proof of the Yeti's existence is a set of very large footprints discovered in the 1950s by fast a British expedition. I don't know. No one has ever go. photographed one. Alexa, from. fast forward. Sorry, I didn't get that. Mm, right. Do right, you meet with Renal? All right, we have or to. Do you go search for Carlos? Go search for Carlos. Carlos. You telephone Mr. Renal at the Foreign nice. Ministry. Ah, seamless. Emergency, Mr. Renal. My friend Carlos is missing at base camp. I need help right now. Of course, I understand. Please allow me the. So we get the. We get, we get that, it. Dear. We get it. Alexa, stop. I hope you enjoyed your journey today. Yeah. Come Thank back you. again to explore more stories and possibilities. Just say, open, choose your own adventure when you're ready. Right, all right. Well, I, I thank you very much for that, Alex, you know, the one that starts with A, because that was fantastic. Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? Well, I think it's, it's going to open up a whole new possibility for publishers and authors who are, you know, they've got these books and, you know, it, the audio industry has changed massively now. And, you know, audible and, you know, the fact that you write a book and you tend to, you read it. A lot of authors read, read it out loud. What's that word? Audiobook. Yeah, no, but they sometimes you get act, a voice actor to do it, but you know, a lot of the time, actually the person who's written it actually reads it out. But I think this is just a new a new way of of getting books, you know, heard in different formats. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I think the interactive story thing is, has been proven to be very popular. We've seen, obviously, this genre of books, as they say, was very popular in the 70s. For uh, open world video games where you have to choose which path you go down. Netflix just released a new Black Mirror episode where it's interactive and you have to choose where the story ends up. So I think the possibilities it's a proven endless. format and this is actually the perfect medium for that format. So what do book, book publishers have to do then to take advantage of this? Well, I think there's already quite a lot of interactive literature. So back in the day, you'd have to flick back and forth to the end and see which, which options led where. So I'm sure there's already a lot of content which they could easily translate to a voice device now and they could take things like james bond couldn't they and turn it into a you know yeah well exactly should james bond should you chase after money penny or just let her die kind of thing why would james bond chase after money because he cares for her deep down but she's dead now isn't she she is she, dead she uh, died what oh judy dench yeah yeah well not judy dench but no, but Money Penny, she, she was reborn in the next one as like a, just a different person. There's a new one. 
Oh, is she? Yeah, it just means his assistant. Yeah, who who's going to be the new James Bond? relationship be... with? Mm, yeah, who's going to be the next James Bond? Idris Elba, maybe. Yeah, I think it's going to be Idris Elba. Yeah. Anyway, so that hopefully was re- not Tom Hiddleston. No, he lives in uh, around my, by my house. He does. I always does see. Him. Yeah, and by your house. He's he's yeah. in, in southeast Peckham way. He's good around lad. There. Yeah, good lad. I see him <laughs> in the pub all the time. Right. So that was really good. So. And it's the the, the publishers are Chuseco. Do I say that? Chuseco, I think. But... Yeah, Chuseco. So Audible and Chuseco. So the publishers need to do a deal with Audible. To... Yeah. So that's completely free for anyone to use, as is the Audible skill. But there's obviously huge potential for monetization there. There is huge potential. There is huge potential. So we've had quite a good run with the old skills yeah. recently. They seem to be... Quality, quality improving, do you think? Yeah, I think so. Definitely. Well, if the, we'll chat about the uh, dev meetup in a bit, but you know that there was a lot of people there, yeah. and Amazon looked very happy because there was a yeah. lot of people there, and there was some very good talkers there with very good skills, and there was lots of brands there. So maybe the tide is turning. I think it has turned. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good news. So, what are we chatting about next, Will? So let's. We talked a bit about the speakers the dev meetup which was on tuesday we don't want to go too much into detail on this because we talked about it last week but i think we need to give a special mention to the eurostar innovation team and the founder of what three words because they were both oh it was amazing the euro just to give you a bit of context so the guys at eurostar there was three of them and they created this skill as a team and they explained to the audience the journey that they went through from kind of conceptualizing it, getting mm. buying from Eurostar and the research that happened to enable them to, you know, basically and deliver it. What was interesting was they were, they were initially quite skeptical about voices potential in, in something like a booking system because booking is very visual. People mm. like to do it on desktop because you get to process lots of information so it was fascinating to hear how they how they progressed through that and eventually became big advocates of voice. Yeah, and it's the it's well we tested it and it's a fantastic mm. skill. And I guess seeing them, you know, describe how they built it, yeah, in such such passion, really, I can see yeah. why it was so good. They, they, there was nothing that there was no stone unturned there. No. They really planned it well, and I think. I think they're going to build on it, you know, and it could yeah. be, it'd be really cool if it was, if you could actually buy stuff through it, you know, which I is think, obviously um, the, the end goal because the Eurostar customers, you travel to France once a week, you're just going to use your Alexa to, yeah. to book it. And the, it's interesting, the £29. Uh, yeah, everyone just wants to know about the £29 fees, the legendary does that, £29. Does that actually fee. exist? She didn't actually say. They didn't actually say. They must They do. must do. Well, yeah. yeah, they would have to. But very, very interesting chat. And they've yeah. reached out to me on social as well. They loved hearing us review the skill last yeah. week. If you're listening, so, guys, yeah, well, well done. done. Yeah, well done. And we're like really skeptical, miserable, sarcastic <laughs> tech heads. So the fact that we're saying well done should mean a lot. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So what else are we chatting about? So The Guardian released a very interesting article we talked a lot about alexa and its potential to help disabled people and relieve some of the pressure on full-time carers and they referenced a guy called scott walker who has cerebral palsy and he says he now feels in control of his life i really love this article it's 
it's really nice to see that the, these voice assistants have actually, you know, improved his his life. Yeah. Because really. from what I read, he was, you know, the guy, you know, he's got cerebral palsy. You know, day to day it's difficult. You know, he needs mm. to remember to take his medication. He's falling over all the time. And as a result of actually using Alexa, he he said he hasn't fallen over. And yeah, because he can turn the lights off and on via voice. He can get reminders about his medication. And this means that a lot of care is just very quick visits to check up on stuff like, have you taken your medication? Yeah. So Alexa eliminates the need for that, which means that carers can spend their time doing more yeah, meaningful, important exactly. stuff. And he was saying that his dad is less worried about him. And it was a really, really yeah, positive. Really, really good. So I think from a council point of view, this is something that they really need to invest yeah. in. And yeah. I think it's something that they will invest in, to be fair. And they, they expanded it. They said not only in the disabilities care sector, but also chatbots are now widely used in the police for reporting crimes. TfL are handling a lot of queries via chatbots. Something, that was a good stat, they handled 30,000 queries in, in three months of 2018 TfL. I'd probably, all oh, right, if it was the police, most of that would be in Brixton, but no sirens today, actually. Have no, you noticed eerie. It, yeah, God, what's going on? Maybe like the, you know, police have been taken over. Yeah. They're all locked in the police station because there is normally a hell of a lot of sirens in mm. Brixton. And there presumably was more in the past, you know? Anyway. So, yeah, the government, Alexa, Google Home, I think it has a big potential to decrease workload and just make things more efficient. Yeah, like the taking out the rubbish Councils using it as a tool to. Yeah. When am I? T- when are my green recycling bags supposed to be going out? Exactly. When's my food? Didn't I have a conversation with someone about this recently? A council. Yeah, I think, I, think did. I did. I think I did. Anywho. 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 Voice-enabled content, i.e., flash briefings versus morning radio. I was surprised actually how much content is available on Google. Yeah. Pretty much every publisher is on there. So they. Don't, I don't think they have a name for the equivalent of a flash briefing. No. What you do is you go into the Google Home app, you go, you navigate your way to the news section, and then you essentially click what you want, and then you drag and drop it in the order. Mm. And there was something about Huffington Post, wasn't there? So that Huffington yeah. Post, well, it's called So that's, that's why we're talking about it. Yeah, we can listen to it now. We haven't actually tested it yet, but let's have a listen. Don't tell the listeners that, Well, No, we wanted to save the genuine reaction for the podcast. We don't okay. want to... A scripted reaction. What do I have to um, say? I think it's, hey, Google, play me the news. Here's the latest news. From Don't Sleep On It by HuffPost at 8 a.m. today. Hey there, I'm Rachel Roberts, and this is Don't Sleep On It by HuffPost. Today, we're talking about House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, explaining why she clapped like that at President Donald Trump. And why taking a picture of the Eiffel Tower could end up being a Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham, rejecting President Donald Trump's claims of an immigration crisis, said she would withdraw most National Guard troops deployed at the state's southern border. Lujan Grisham declared Tuesday, shortly before Trump mm. gave the Union address, quote, Okay. Mexico, All right. Hey, Google. Google. Hey, Google. Hey, Google. Stop. Well, you I know, mean, obviously, there's the fact that it's American. Yeah, sorry. I, there's loads of people that listen to this podcast in America, and we we love you dearly. But we're the way that we 
you don't want to listen to the BBC news and we don't mm. want to listen to American news. We've just got a different way of doing things. I'm not saying that we're better. I'm not saying that you're better. I'm just saying that we've got a different way of doing things. But consider the potential for news organisations to use this new tool as a way of delivering news. If, do you think this is something which people are going to start? Yes. It's going to become mainstream? Yeah, well, I do it. Do you do it? I do it, yes. Yeah. But now, actually, I would say in the morning I listen to, I think the, the potential is for this to become a morning routine. Yeah. And to do that, though, it has to compete with the morning radio market, and which is absolutely massive. So in the UK, half of adults listen to the radio in the morning. Which is what we use voice devices for anyway. So when, you know... Alexa, play six music. How many times do I say that? Well, exactly. But do you think that flash briefings or whatever you want to call the Google version have the potential to break into this market? Yeah, totally. It's just bite-sized content, isn't it? Daily. We did a flash briefing, didn't we, for a while? We did, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, you know, you can definitely see it, can't you, you know? Just getting into, creeping into people's daily routines by the news. It's just obvious, isn't it? So who, I guess who reads it then? Because that's sonic, sonically. If you don't like the person reading it, then it's mm. going to put you off. Yeah. It, you know? Well, with the latest text-to-speech update, which Amazon did, the newsreader voice, you weren't very impressed by it. But the voice is actually more similar to a human now than yeah. before. So I think, theoretically, you wouldn't even have to get someone to read it out. You could actually get Amazon to just take it off a, an article. So you just write, I don't know, 500 words, plug it into your skill or mm. Google app, and then it just reads it out as part of your flash briefing. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. See so we'll be keeping goes. an eye on it, yeah. I keeping think, a um, close eye, watchful eye. I think that could be something which big news organizations start to take a bit more seriously. And I think that HuffPost flash briefing shows. What does it show? news organizations are taking it more seriously. Ah, right, okay. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what are we going to do next, Will? You've devised a a mad three-way head-to-head. Well, it's a two-way head-to-head because, unfortunately, I'm using Siri on to record. I've got Siri. You've got Siri. Let's get Siri going then. Come on. Let's do it. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to do a test whereby... We have factual questions, and we're going to do it on each device really fast, okay? So, hey, Google, turn volume to nine. Right, so let's do Google, Alexa, Siri. Make sure that it's close to the the old microphone. So on your marks, get set, go. Hey, Google. Hey, Google, what's the temperature outside? In London, it's currently 11 degrees. Alexa? What's the temperature outside? At the moment, it's 10 degrees. Tonight, you can expect a low of 5 degrees. Hey Siri, what's the temperature outside? It's currently 11 degrees. Okay, fine. So even Stevens. Hey Google, what's 10 times 8? 10 times 8 is 80. Alexa, what's 10 times 8? 10 multiplied by 8 equals 80. Hey Siri, what's 10 times 8? It's 80. Fine. Okay, hey Google, what country is Paris in? Paris is in France. Alexa, what country is Paris in? 
The UN recognized country that Paris is in France. <laughs> okay, smart ass. Hey Siri, what country is France in? These are pretty easy questions, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Oh, that's confused okay, it. Yeah, okay, well, sorry, we're just... okay let's, get, let's give it something a bit more. Okay. Hey Google, when does Sainsbury's in Brixton close? Sainsbury's local at 425 Brixton Road closes at midnight. Alexa, yeah. when does Sainsbury's in Brixton close? The Sainsbury's on Brixton Road in London is open from now until 11 p.m. Hey Siri, when does Sainsbury's in Brixton close? I found 12 places named Sainsbury's. All mm, right, okay, so interesting. Okay. Hey Google, what's Apple's stock price? As of 7.30am Eastern Standard Time today, Apple is trading at $168.87 per share on Nasdaq pre-market, down 1.21% from yesterday. Alexa, what's Apple's stock price? When the market closed on Thursday, Apple traded at $170.94, down 1.89% since previous close. Hey Siri, what's Apple's stock price? Apple was down 1.89% yesterday at 170 US dollars and 94 cents. Not bad. Okay, Not so that, bad. that was our little test. So, it, it, you know, factual information. I mean, Siri was the weakest, definitely. Yeah. And I would say Alexa was the smart ass, mm. and Google was the kind of factual, you know, very to the point. Yeah. So I think it's a draw, really, between. I'm going to say Google edged it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So literally in Google's headquarters now in uh, California, wherever it is. Come on. Yeah. Like they've all got the day off now. So it's like 11 o'clock and they've just said, just have the day off. So they're going to go get some Frappuccinos, boys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wonder what the Googlers would do on their day off. I don't know. Did you, I saw something, I put it on my LinkedIn actually about how the, the revenue of Google it's like in the last yeah. four years, it's doubled in four years. It's crazy. What's happening then? Is that just ad spend? Do you know, there are more, 10% more Google searches every year, just growing and growing. You think that it's, re- you assume it's reached its peak, but it keeps growing. Yeah, search is just unbelievable, isn't it? It's still such a powerful tool. And obviously this is a, an adaptation of uh, yeah. traditional search. Voice search, search obviously something which is going to be massive, is massive, and is something that we're definitely keeping it close on yeah and so that brings to the close another episode of the voice for voice podcast we're actually thinking we're plotting another podcast which is more uh, to do with our agency move and the kind of forward thinking techniques that we use for our clients so we're we're toying with the idea of doing a daily podcast like bite-sized just in your face seven minutes every day so that's in the planning at the moment and it's all very, all very good. But thank you very much for listening. We love you all. We'll see you same time next week. And don't forget to give us a review. Have a good 